Hello guys, welcome to or welcome back to Reforming Our Faith where we are transforming, building, growing in the things of God, opening our hearts and our spirits and our minds to his word and to all who he is, um, the almighty God. So uh, today I'm going to be talking about how God is the only constant in our lives. He's everlasting, he doesn't change. Because in a world full of change, Things change, people change, circumstances change, situations change. There is so much out of our control, and I feel like as humans, we have a hard time accepting that. I think majority humans are control freaks, I think. Because, listen, there are things in our control, right? Whether we, what path we choose. Are we on the narrow path? Are we on the wide path? In relationships, as in, you know, family relationships, family relationships, uh, significant others whatever we have the choice and the control to you know where we lead them are we leading them towards sin are we leading them toward god things like that right those things are are in our control right our mindsets are in our control those things but there's a lot of things that aren't out in our in our control right because we could have something today and not have something tomorrow and at the end of the day in a relationship any again any type of relationship family friend significant other you can't, that person has their own thoughts. They control their own actions. You can't control their actions. You could control your actions that might influence them, but at the end of the day, they have their own free will. And you, you have no control over that, right? So, listen, here's the thing about God. Again, people change, things change, but God and his word never change. They're everlasting. And I want to talk about three Bible verses that back this up. First is Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, New Living Translation. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 8 through 9 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace. And then John chapter 1 Verses one through five, I love that. I love I when I read John, this I like I reread this like multiple times, and even though I understood it, it's just like wow, like the power behind it. In the beginning, the world already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Notice, again, beginning and end. Today, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the beginning, the word already existed. Like, guys, please, you know, like a lot, I see a lot of people sometimes be like, oh, you know, things were so different when Jesus was on earth. If he was on earth now, he, things would change. No, his mind would not change. He would remain the same. He is not, he has overcome the world no his mind wouldn't change and and i don't know i just think it's so powerful the fact that listen th again things are always changing always 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 but he doesn't and he's the only thing that doesn't change because even we could change our minds from one day to another but not him not him 
Now, the reason why I talk about this is I, I made a TikTok. And listen, a lot of times I'm talking on TikTok, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I say things that I know that I need to hear and I need to have that reminder. And I think posting it and looking back to it just, I don't know, just a really good reminder to me. And when I see people comment and they, they're relating, it, it, like, it reaches them too. I'm just like, wow. Like, one, it makes me not feel alone. And I hope that it has that same effect on everyone listening to the TikToks that I post or whatever, right? If they resonate with it, I, I hope that it provides them the sense of, oh, hey, I'm not alone. And I think it's it's sad that we are, you know, relating in our struggles, yes, but at the same time, it's beautiful in the way that, oh, this is why God gave us community. So we're not alone. So we're supporting each other. So we're encouraging each other. So we're building together, right? While also building, you know, in our own lives and alone. But I think that's why community is just so important, so big, right? But Listen, so I think here's our problem as humans, right? I was talking about how sometimes we don't let go of people or things or situations, circumstances, anything. Um, because we are so consumed by their potential. And, and here's the thing. I think that's something that's bittersweet. I think it's beautiful to see the best in people. I think it's very important to see the best in people. And I, I genuinely think that that's my best and my favorite quality about myself. But, there's a but. Sometimes, it, it, it hurts me. Because when you are so consumed and so caught up in somebody's, I guess, potential, right? When they don't meet that potential, it hurts you and it disappoints you. And, you know, I have um, on my Instagram, moving with God, right? I posted yesterday, I, I use it as a little like journaling account. I, I write a bunch of little, you know, well, I'm going to start writing a bunch of little God talks on there, right? Um, and I, I wrote yesterday on how, you know, there's certain areas we don't let God in, like certain areas where we don't let God take the wheel in, you know, we're, we, you know, we don't want to let Jesus near the wheel because we're scared. Here's the thing. This is what I said in that little journal entry. I feel like somewhere along the line growing up, right, things happen, right, and we can't control those things when we're so young. So when we are growing up in that in that process of, of growing up, we eventually just throw a bunch of caution tape, a bunch of locks on those doors, and just hope that we never have to look back, right? And so when God leads us back to those doors, and he's like, open it up. We're like, uh, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Because that's a room that we never thought we would have to stand outside of again, let alone let anyone in. And then we're ashamed, we're embarrassed. We're... But it's not too much for him. Let him take control. There's so many things you're not in control of, right? And I think that, again, growing up and having things happen to you, you identify with them, you know? And, and your identity is not in those things, it's in God. It's in being a child of God. So I think that that's what makes us control freaks. The fact that there was so many things growing up that we couldn't control and so many doors we put locks on that when we're in relationships, we try to take control because we don't want to be let down again because we don't want to disappoint. We don't want to feel the way that we did when we were kids, whatever it may be. You know, traumas, traumas affect people, whether little or big, that's how it is. But your trauma is not too big for God. All right. I said this in the in the anxiety episode. He he moves mountains. He he parts seas. He calms storms and waves. There's nothing too big for him to take on with you. So, going back to the control freak thing, we sometimes try to play the God role, 
right? We try to take control of somebody else's journey when our job is to plant the seed and plant the seed alone. Everything else, watering the plant, making sure it gets enough sunlight, etc., it's all God's job, not ours. So because we don't want to hurt our little self, the child inside of us, or we just don't want to feel heartbreak again, or we don't want to be let down in a friendship again, we don't want to let another family member hurt us, when we do let someone in, we try to take control. We're so quick to just because we're trying to avoid that hurt. But in reality, I wrote this in the in the journal entry on, on Instagram. Listen, we're always going to be let down by humans. It's inevitable. You're not going to meet one human being that's not going to let you down. And you're going to let yourself down. And the sooner you accept that, you know, it, the more at peace you will be because you're human. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to let yourself down. People are human. They're going to make mistakes and they're going to let you down. The only one who's not going to let you down is God. Again, because he is the constant. So when people change, we often, we often take it very personally. Like we feel attacked. Or when, when things change, we're just like, oh, our luck or oh, this. Or it's because of this or because of that. Like we take it so personally. We feel responsible and allow it to consume and hurt us. But we are only responsible for ourselves and ourselves alone. We're only responsible for where we walk, what path we take, like I said in the beginning. Everything else, circumstances, whatever, all that stuff, is out of our control, right? Now, we're talking about people here, right? I'm going to talk about uh, changes in, you know, circumstantial change, circum, how did you say that? Circumstantial, whatever, situational <laughs> changes. We'll talk about that in a second. But with people, relationships, whatever, we can only control, again, where we are at, how we are influencing them, and even then they have free will, but we'll talk about that in a second. So I want to read, this This Bible verse is very long, so please bear with me, because I will admit, I, I've said this in the first episode too, and I will always repeat this, I read like a kindergartner, you, you have to bear with me. So this was one of my favorite parables, personally, right? It's Mark um, chapter 4, verses 3 through 9, and then I skip to uh, verses 14 and 20. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon whittled under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants, so they produced no grain. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted, grew, and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as he had planted. Has, sorry, as much as had been planted. Then he said, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So skipping to uh, verses 14 to 20. The farmer, because so he then explains the, you know, what he just said, right? Jesus. So he goes, the farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come and one, at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among, among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of the, this life the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. 
So the reason why I'm talking about this is going back to what I had said before I even read this verse. Our job is to plant the seed. Everything else, again, is out of our control. How someone receives it is out of our control. Because, again, people change. Right? When people change, we have to understand that God hears and sees things that we don't. That's another thing. So if someone is removed from your life, although it's painful, it's always done with our best interest at heart, right? And it's out of our control. And as soon as we, again, like I said earlier, the sooner we accept this, the more we're at peace when people come and go and when things change. Because, like I said, God, I'm going to repeat this throughout the episode so many times, God is the only constant. And when someone comes into your life, again, a significant other or friendship, and you start to idolize that, you're going you're gonna to be let down so many times. You're going to be hurt so many times. Because, again, people change from one day to another. I'm not saying that everyone changes from one day to another, but it is a possibility for each and every single person that is out of your control. Therefore, put your trust in God, and if someone is removed from your life, be aware. There's a reason why he did that, whether there was a conversation that I couldn't hear or something that I, a situation that I couldn't see that God did. He took them out of my life for a reason, and that was out of my control. And even then, some people might ask, oh, so what, it, you know, because again, obviously there's situations and there's circumstances where we are the one that make a mistake and someone walks away from us because of something that we did. Now, hear me here. And if it is us who makes a mistake, right, and it is in our control, you have to understand that God allowed us to make that mistake so we could learn and grow from it. So moving forward, we won't repeat the same mistakes. So honestly, the way that I see it, is it's a, it's a blessing in disguise, and honestly, it's not even a disguise. It could be in a disguise because, you know, of course, you, when someone leaves your life or something changes or whatever, you're, you're let down, you're disappointed, you're hurt, especially when you do it to yourself. I'll be real. A lot of the times that we let ourselves down, we're, hard, we're harder on ourselves when we, when we let ourselves down than if somebody else lets, lets us down. If somebody else lets us down, we're like, oh, they make mistakes, they have whatever. But we make mistakes too, so we're going to let ourselves down too. And of course, the the reason that God allows mistakes is ultimately because we have free will, of course. But see, again, something that is in our control is how we react, how we build, how we grow from the mistakes that we make. So ultimately, it's a lesson. So although it's painful, although it hurts and whatnot, you learn from it. So is it really a bad thing if what you learn you could apply in something else? So... Like, let's say a relationship, right? You make, a, you make a, a mistake in a relationship or you make a mistake in a friendship. Now you know for the next time you can't repeat that mistake. So when God brings someone else, another significant other, another friend, you're not going to lose them say, when you, so the same way you've lost the other person. So again, ultimately, it's a blessing in, dis- in disguise. And when circumstances, situations, or opportunities change, because you know, I've talked a lot about you know when people change and how people change and you know, whatever, navigating through that. Now, what about when circumstances change, situations, opportunities, most importantly, right? We have to understand that God knows our purpose, right? And his plan for us is way bigger than we could ever imagine. Now, 
everybody knows this verse. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not, not for disaster, to give you a future and hope. Trust and believe that, listen, if God has never failed you, he's definitely not going to start now. He has never failed us, and he will never fail us. Because his plans are only to give us hope and future they are not for disaster. They're not to hurt us. And I have this picture in our notes. I'll, I'll post it on, on the um, Reforming Our Faith Instagram. But it's this picture of Jesus, right? And there's a little girl. And she's holding a like, itsy-bitsy, whatever, like a tiny teddy bear. It's the tiniest little teddy bear. And she goes, but I love it, God. She loves her little teddy bear. That That's her comfort. It's It's... It's cute. It's little, right? She loves it. And Jesus is there and he goes, just trust me. And behind his back, he has, oop, I just dropped my iPad, sorry. Um, he has this huge teddy bear. This huge teddy bear. And she's holding on to this itty bitty one. When, when Jesus has, and God has one so much bigger for her. Now, obviously, this is not about teddy bears and stuffed animals. This is about the fact that sometimes we hold on to people or we hold on to situations. Or we hold on to opportunities that, to us, obviously, they're big opportunities. To us, they're big situations. To us, they're someone that is so important to us, someone that, you know, we love so much. But to Jesus, to God, he has someone or something or an opportunity so much bigger. To him, what we have that what we are holding on so tight to, to him, is just so little. And he's just like, oh, no, no, just trust, trust, just trust me. Just trust me. And we're just like, but we love it, but we love it, but we love it. And he's like, just trust me. I have something bigger for you. But you have to let it go to make room for what is bigger and what is better for you. God knows exactly where he's leading you, when he's leading you, how he's leading you, why he's leading you, and who he's leading you to be. And in order to not block our blessings, we have to surrender that control to him. And obviously, ultimately, God's will will prevail, and of course, but there's 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 ways that we could delay that and we could block that occasionally because we're we're so obsessed with holding on to things and so obsessed with having control and leaning on our own understanding. Now let's let's read another verse, right? Um now because I, I said, right? That we have to surrender that control to him. And you might be asking me, Genesis, how? How do we surrender that control to him? Now listen to this. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 1 through 8 says, My child, never forget the things that I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many lives. And your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Now listen to this. This is the important part of this verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. Now the reason I say this is again. When we're so obsessed with control. So obsessed with all those things. So obsessed in you know making sure things don't change and whatever. 
when we're so consumed by that feeling, we're not letting God work. We're not giving him space and room in our lives to work. And all he wants to do is, hey, get up from the chair, go lay down. I got this. I got the work. Just trust in me. Rest and trust in me. And don't get me wrong. A relationship with God, you, you got to get up and you got to move too, right? You're not just going to sit back and he's going to, you know, do everything else. No, it's in the way that you you got to put in your part in trusting in him and trusting where he's guiding you. And when he does show you which path to take, take it. Take it. Don't turn around and take the path you want to take. Just imagine that. Guys, please imagine this. You're sitting down, right? God's like, all right, let's, let's move. Let's move. You get up and he's like, all right, go this way. And you're just like, well, you know, while you were working over here, you know, I was thinking this way is the right way to go. He's going to be like, what? <laughs> you know, like he has an overview. He sees where he's leading you. And you're just like, well, you know, I, I just feel like I, you know, I know what the better path is. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> you like, please, like if God, like you need to trust in him, let him do the work, sit back, rest, trust in him. And when he goes move and move in this direction, move and move in that direction. Not the direction you think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And here's the thing, right? I think this is what the devil uses to distract us. But Genesis, I feel it in my heart. My heart tells me to be with this person. I feel it in my heart to stay in this, stay in this circ- uh, circumstance, stay in this situation, to take this opportunity that the Lord is telling me not to take. I feel it in my heart that I have to do it. N- now, listen to me here. Please listen to me here. There's a reason why Jesus never said, and nowhere in the Bible does it say, follow your heart. It says and preaches to follow him and the Father and his commandments, and this is the reason. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 9 through 10. The human heart is the most, is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give people their rewards according to what their actions deserve. Now, listen, at the end of the day, no matter how far we are in our faith, if we listen to our heart, we're going to hurt ourselves. No matter what. No matter what. Because we, and our job is to kill our flesh, obviously deny the flesh. But when, when, a, when a relationship comes around, when, when a situation, an opportunity comes around, our job is not to listen to our heart, but to listen to God's heart to listen to his will, to listen to what path he wants us to take. Because if we listen to our heart, we'll be like, well, maybe this person isn't the best for me, but they could be the best for me. Maybe this opportunity is not what God wants me to take, but, you know, it could become something later on. No, don't listen to your heart. Listen to his. Listen to his heart. Listen to his commandments. Listen to his will. Listen to, listen to his word, not yours not yours now romans 8 chapter 8 verses 26 to 27 and the holy spirit helps us in our weakness for example we don't know what god wants us to pray for but the holy spirit prays for us with groans that cannot be expressed in words and the father who knows all hearts knows what the spirit is saying for the spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with god's own will now the reason why i say this is listen The Father knows our hearts. 
He knows what the Spirit is saying. And the Spirit pleads for us in harmony with God's will. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. So when we feel weak making a decision, when we feel uncertain when making a decision, God already knows what the answer is. He's not sitting back like, huh, huh. No, he already knows. He's all-knowing. He already knows. Now, 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. So when we feel weak, when we feel worried, when we feel doubt, when we feel confused, he knows everything. Everything. One more time. Every, say it with me. Everything. He knows everything. So why do we doubt him? Why do we try to take control? Why do we stress when things change? Why do we, why do, we do that? Why? Why do we lean on our own understanding when he knows everything? In our weakest moment, he knows everything and he is our strength. Now, hear me here. Because I want to close this out because, you know, listen, some people are going to be like, oh, but, you know, he says, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Listen to me. It's perfectly okay to want something. Right. It's perfectly okay to want someone. But we must hold on to those feelings loosely. Because although Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11 do say, Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives. For everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? But hear me here. But if his plans and what he wants for you is bigger than what you want, who are you to ever turn that down? If what he wants for you is bigger than what you could ever imagine, who are you to be like, well, you know, I still want this more though. I want this itty bitty little teddy bear when you have something so much bigger for me. So if you want something, listen to me. Because like I said, it's not, it's not bad. It's, it's okay to want something or someone, you know, whatever. A friendship, a relationship, whatever. It's okay to want that. If, if, if though, if, if, if it's for the right reasons. Obviously, if you want something for pleasure of the flesh and all that no that no but if, if it's out of love like you know when you love someone you love your siblings you love your parents you love you know a significant other you want them to be saved you know if you feel like you know this job or this school or whatever is, is good for you 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 want to go there right whatever with the right reasons if you want that i i get it we humans want things we 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 want to lead our family in the right direction cool that's fine but let's go back to the seed planting that's not your job that's not your job um like and when i say that's not your job i mean watering the, the plant right making sure it gets enough sunlight your your job you already did you planted the seed that's it that's all you could do everything else leave it to god right and when it comes to his plans for you and oh my cat is on the bed say hi oh you guys can't hear her if you hear a little bell, that's what y'all hear. Um, <laughs> y'all hear it? Okay. Um, 
but like i was sorry i was saying when it comes to his plans for you right if he wants bigger for you sorry y'all i had to move my cat she's she's rubbing against the mic if he (laughs) if he wants something bigger for you um who are you to turn that down and for you to say that that's not what you want you want something else right although you may want someone or you may want something you want that opportunity you want that person you want to your friends and family to be saved you did what you could you did all you could do give the rest to god okay and if you really for example when it comes to a family member being saved a significant other being saved a friend being saved keep on praying you know keep on asking keep on seeking and he might give them to you but hold on to them loosely hold on to those plans loosely because like i said if you're holding on to that so tightly that god can't he doesn't have room to work because listen you might want some something so badly that it might be suffocating to the other person like if you want your family member to be saved you want your significant other to be saved if you're suffocating them and not giving God room to work in their life, they're, they're, you're not pulling them closer. You're pushing them away. You need to allow room for God. Don't play the God role. You're not God. You did what you could. Now let him do the rest. And if you want a situation, you want a circumstance, you want a job, you want, you want to go to this school, whatever it may be. Listen, at the end of the day, sometimes I want you all to remember these three things. These three things, please. If you're going to take anything from this episode, take these three, three things with you. His rejection sometimes is simply redirection. Sometimes he rejects something to redirect you to a better place. Trust and believe in that. Sometimes a no is just a not yet. You're not ready. Let me finish working on you and then you can be with that person. Let me finish working on you and then you can go to that school. Let me finish working on you and then you can go to that job. And sometimes no is simply the better answer point blank period okay whatever you want to do in life whoever you want to be with any all of your wants all your desires ask the lord feel free he tells us ask and you shall receive but don't want it so much don't be listen this is what i want to say don't be so desperate for something that you want it more than God. That's what I'm getting at. And that's why I say, listen, if you want something, if you, you know, whatever, that's okay. But not if you want it more than God. Not if you want it more than God. And not if you want it for the wrong reasons. If you want a relationship and God says no, it's not a no forever. It, listen, yes, not everybody's meant for marriage or whatever. If it's no permanently it's for the right reason and if it's a no it might just be a not yet and if it's rejection it might just be redirection leading you to a better place leading you to a better person like listen listen to me okay if you ever want something so much that you're so desperate for it that you want it more than god you are not giving him room to work the things that you want and you ask for and the things that you want to find and you seek and the things that you that the, the, the doors that you knock at that you want them to be open all the glory has to be to him and you can never want that door to be open you can never want what you're seeking and you can never be 
you can never ask for what you're wanting more than you want, seek, and knock at God's door. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. Okay? And I wanna I wanna end it on this, right? James chapter one verse five says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. He is all knowing. He knows what's best for you. His plans are with your best interest at heart. If you want the wisdom to make the decision in a hard place, if you don't know what path to take, ask him. He will pour his wisdom onto you unforgivingly, undoubtedly, right? He will not, again, he will not rebuke you for asking. Trust in him. He will pour his wisdom over you. And he will, he will reveal to you what the best path to take. He will reveal to you what decision is the best to make. But you need to be willing to listen. You need to be willing to listen. Because a lot of the times, God is talking to us. He is redirecting us. He is telling us not yet. Sometimes he's telling us, this is just not what's good for you. How about this instead? And we are just, nope. Nope, 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 nope. We are so consumed by what we want. That we're not listening to him. And that is why I say hold what you want very loosely. Because although yes. Ask and you shall receive. He might have something bigger for you. And again like I said. Like a million times now. Who are you to deny that and ask for something else? Who are you to do that? Why would you do that? Like I said. If he's telling you this is the best path for you to take. And you're just like. Oh, well, I think that one's better. Why? No. Why? Why would you. Why would you choose what you want over what the creator of the universe wants for you? But anyhow, I want to end it on that, right? Because I want y'all to understand, listen, people change, things change. Like I said, I want to close this out in a full circle moment. Things change, people change, God doesn't change. So let go of that fear of change. Let go of that control because you don't want things to change. Let go of that relationship that you can't change. Let go of that friendship that you can't change. Let, you did what you could. You did everything in your power. You did exactly what God is asking you to, asked, asked you to do. Sorry. Let him work. You did what you did. You did what you needed to do. Walk out of the office. Let him come in and let him do the rest. Because his timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. So don't worry about anything else. Okay. Again, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Okay? For he knows when is the right time. He knows when it's the right place. He knows when the time is right. So so don't don't try to take control of that time. Don't try to take care don't, I mean take control of absolutely anything. Let him be in control. The only thing that you need to focus on again is your choices. Whether you are choosing that narrow path or the wide path, that is that is what's in your control only worry about the things that are in your control everything else god's hands lay it at his feet but anyways i wanted to end it on that note if you made it this far i love you god loves you most importantly um if y'all have any questions if y'all want to talk to me about something if y'all want a prayer feel free to reach out to me on reforming our faith on instagram or on tiktok or on my you know i don't know Whatever, wherever y'all want to reach out to me on my main Instagram, my Moving with God Instagram, I, I don't care. If y'all need me, I'm here. I'm available to y'all. I love y'all. Um, and yeah, I'll see you guys 
in the next episode. Okay? Trust God. He knows where he's taking you. Bye.